Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 87. Sushi Samba at the Venetian unveils some stunning upgrades. We were there for the big party and also caught up with DJ Samantha Ronson on the red carpet before she performed for all of the party guests. The USA gets ready to open up to UK travelers, which is great news for all our Las Vegas lovers from across the pond. Plus, Tao celebrates 16 years on the nightlife scene here in Las Vegas. And what a grand opening weekend at the new three-story sugar factory on the Strip. We reveal our celebrity gig that got us up close and personal. Hey Dana, spin that wheel. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to Vegas Revealed. I'm Dana Roselli along with Sean McAllister and we're just about to do another podcast here. We have a lot to talk about but boy it has been a week Sean. So I mean you and I were just chatting saying you know what we need to stay focused and get through this podcast because we're tired. I, I mean you say that it's been a week. It has been <laughs> a week. I mean it's been one of those just non-stop chunks of time where like schedules have been all over the place we've had you know work gigs that have had us staying up all night long and then followed by uh, video shoots early morning the next day and it's been hard to to catch up on sleep I feel like we are back to like what Vegas is supposed to be. I mean, and then some is what I feel like. You know, it's been crazy. All the different events, all the openings, all the re-grand openings, all the work out there. We're super thankful for all the work. This is what we were hoping would happen. But I think like our body is programmed to have those little like, you know, hours where we do nothing and watch Netflix and and there's no time for it anymore. We need to get off the pandemic programming <laughs> and get back onto regular life. And I just said to you this morning, <laughs> I said, when am I going to, you know, like stop drinking so much wine so that I can actually get on that diet I was supposed to get on? Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but everything we do, you know, is like, you know, I'll have one glass. You're celebrating something, the opening of something. Or you and I, sometimes we we sit down and we, we edit late at night. We go, eh, maybe we'll have a glass of red wine it's just what we need to do it's just that you know it for me anyway as a woman it piles on the pounds well for me as a guy it piles on the pounds too <laughs> well I was thinking like, we're in when, the same boat <laughs> when are we going to do the diet and then it's like okay the holidays are coming up I mean there's always an excuse I know. but I mean I don't even mean diet but just you know I could shave off a few so that I fit into some of my old favorites in the closet <laughs> Anyway, I know a lot of you that are listening are in our boat, so we are not alone. We are not alone. I hear everyone talking about that. And hey, speaking of being in our boat, our uh, listeners from across the pond are finally, it feels like they will also be back in our boat very soon. Um, It was just announced this week that the White House here in the United States is easing up on restrictions to allow visitors from the United Kingdom. I know, and it's interesting because I feel like Vegas has been so busy, and I'm like, gosh, 
we don't even have UK visitors here right. yet. So imagine. I know. But they have been just chomping at the bit to get back over in Las Vegas. We follow a lot of people on our, our Twitter account and a lot of different bloggers who are just ready to be back in Vegas. So huge news. Uh, November is when they're going to open up. And there's a lot of different rules and restrictions, but mostly from just a browse through, it looked like you either have to have a negative test, like, uh, you know, within two days, or you have to be vaccinated. But right now, basically, people can go over to the UK. And if you're a US citizen, you can come back. But people from the UK, or if you're a UK citizen, you can't come into the USA. So that will ease up in November. Which is a game changer for tourism. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, but keep in mind, even though uh, that is all easing up and, uh, you know, tourism travel is going to be allowed again as of uh, mid-November, there are still going to be restrictions that come with that travel. So th- there's a lot to get into, a lot of nitty gritty, especially if you're from yes. certain locations and everything. So you're going to need to read up on exactly what impacts you as you are coming here to the United States. But the good news is that you're going to be able to come here and we can't wait to have you here. Yeah, we don't want people showing up at the airport and going, well, Vegas Revealed told me no, I was good no, to go. No. <laughs> so do your own research. Vegas Revealed told you to see what you need to do. <laughs> yeah, just know that you're going to be able to get over here into Las Vegas sometime in November. And hit us up when you do get here because we'd love to, to say hi and hear how your trip is going. Oh, my goodness. It's funny because we're inching toward the end of September already. This month is just flying by. How is that even possible? I know. And already there's announcements coming out about New Year's Eve events. And I'm like, wait, 2022? What? Holy cow. Uh, But Maroon 5's coming here to the Cosmopolitan on New Year's Eve. They're doing two nights, the 30th and the 31st. Sean and I were glancing and it's going to be at the Chelsea. And that's... It's more of an intimate venue, right? I wouldn't say it's not huge. I don't know the exact number that it holds. But if you want to have a fun New Year's Eve with Maroon 5, you can go. But the tickets start in the low 200s, so it's a pricey event. It is. And keep in mind, it is New Year's Eve weekend, so it is one of the busiest weekends that we see for travel here in Las Vegas. But what I thought was interesting is uh, Maroon 5 has historically done New Year's Eve weekend. New Year's Eve isn't always on a weekend, but they always do a few shows right around New Year's Eve, leading up to the new year. Mm -hmm. And historically, those shows have been over at the Mandalay Bay Event Center. This year, as you mentioned, Dana, it's going to be at the Chelsea at the Cosmopolitan, so not the usual home for Maroon 5 Mm -hmm. during uh, New Year's Eve festivities. So they usually play the Mandalay Bay Event Center, which I think is a lot bigger than the Chelsea, so it's more of an intimate gig, that's for sure. Oh, totally. And the Mandalay Bay Event Center is now, I believe, the Michelob Light Arena or something, if you're keeping track of (laughs) branding and sponsorship marketing situations. Shout out to Michelob. We're always looking for sponsors too, (laughs) Michelob. (laughs) Sean will drink anything. Sean will drink anything. He'll just become a Michelob drinker if you just want to, you know, sponsor the podcast. I'll crack Michelob light on the podcast, whatever. (laughs) Or Grey Goose, (laughs) or Bacardi, or Patron. All of it. All of it. So yeah, New Year's Eve plans already underway, so get going if you haven't even started thinking about that yet. Right, and the Theater at Virgin Hotels is also announcing a bunch of shows coming uh, to their theater in December as it leads up to the new year, Um, so pay attention to their calendar too, because I know a lot of people like to see concerts there now that it's open and upgraded. 
And Dana, if people have been paying attention to the Vegas Revealed TikTok page, which if you have not been paying attention to it, we certainly hope that you start paying attention because there's some fun stuff on there. Uh, One video in particular was from uh, this past weekend with DJ Pauly D. And it has gone into like the viral stratosphere. All right. So... Let's just talk about this grand opening weekend at the Sugar Factory. You and I had a job where we were to follow a bunch of celebrities on two separate nights for grand opening events. Yeah, taking video of all of the festivities and the excitement going on. Right. One of our nights included a visit from DJ Polly D, who was also scheduled to do a set there at Sugar Factory. And so he was part of the grand opening festivities. And we had a blast, first of all. DJ Polly D... I don't know, like, the technical part of DJing. All I know is if it makes me have fun and have a good time, right? And that's the point of it, isn't it? I think so. And I had a blast. You had a blast just listening and watching DJ Polly D do his thing because we shot a bunch of video when he arrived and came with his girlfriend. He did some of the goblet drinks. He also delivered, like, a big birthday surprise to someone at a table. And then he did his set, and we had to wait through that. So we had a blast listening to him, the music he was playing, his personality, his energy, the whole nine. Well, and we've both known Polly for years. Mm-hmm. He he's ended up buying a house out here in Las Vegas, so you know Polly's a Vegas local at this point. And we had a good chance catching up with him really quickly. And I think he's another one we need to put on our guest list. Yes, for, for the sure. podcast because he Polly's great. And if you don't know, Polly is from the reality show hit reality show Jersey Shore. I mean, Jersey Shore was literally like the number one reality show when it was on full time even if you didn't want to watch you couldn't turn it off but we're not even talking about number one in the united states it's like number one around the world can you imagine translating that show into a different language Uh, yeah i don't know how (laughs) i feel like sometimes they even spoke their own language on the show it's true between the gtl the gym tan laundry days and t-shirt time the cabs are here. The whole nine. So you and I even talked about how Polly always says, the cabs are here, you know, and he ended his set at Sugar Factory by saying, I got to go. You know why? Because the cabs are here. You know what? Let's take a listen to that because it was great. If you had a good time, make some noise right now. So he was a blast. So funny. There were people there with signs. And then there was a whole bridge underneath a sugar factory right there on the strip. And everyone was stopping on the bridge to like fist pump and dance to the music he was playing. So it was a great crowd. Yeah, it really was. So that was one of the nights that kept us up all night because we were shooting video and then editing well into the early morning hours. Another night was actually the night before Polly D with Scott Disick, who a lot of people might know from keeping up with the Kardashians. Uh, He was together for a long time with Kourtney Kardashian. They have a couple kids who the kids were also there at Sugar Factory. Right. We knew Scott was coming, but we didn't know he was going to bring the kids. And so he brought them into the candy shop and they were 
It was so funny because I overheard Scott say, boy, you filled up that whole bag with candy. You're going to be up all night. And and his daughter was like, so what? (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, you go for it. Uh, But they had a blast, like, picking out some candy. And and then they had one of those big cotton candy goblets, too, there at Sugar Factory. We took video of him and all the festivities that had to do with that. And then all of a sudden, Mario Lopez showed up with his daughter. Yeah. And, I mean, it was kind of a star-filled weekend at Sugar Factory, but also just across the city of Las Vegas, because as the Sugar Factory at Harmon Center was having its grand opening and having all these festivities, we also had the iHeartRadio Music Festival in town, which is a a two-day, two-night, big extravaganza of every big music star, in addition to the Life is Beautiful Festival, which brings in an entirely different roster of A-list talent to downtown Las Vegas. It was definitely a weekend full of music and stars in town. I think Mario Lopez, when he came to Sugar Factory, had just left iHeart, too. And, you know, we saw a lot of our our friends and fellow performers here in uh, Las Vegas also do some introductions to different artists. We saw Debbie Gibson and Joey McIntyre made their way over to iHeart after their show at the Venetian and introduced Journey, I think, with Ryan Seacrest. So that was cool to see. And Donny Osmond, another one of our our performer friends who hopped over to the iHeartRadio stage to present with Ryan Seacrest. The list goes on. iHeart's always star-studded. Life is Beautiful looked like a huge success, and the weather was perfect for the nighttime and daytime festival that weekend, too. So they had to cancel last year, so love that that went off without a hitch. It was a it was a busy, packed weekend in Las Vegas, just the way that we like to see it. A lot of uh, celebrities in town. It's like, you know, it just felt like Vegas is really back. And by the way, uh, Vegas is going to keep coming back as we head into the fall. Keep in mind that over at Resorts World, Celine Dion, Carrie Underwood, and Katy Perry are all going to be launching their residency shows at the theater at Resorts World before the end of the year. Those shows begin in November and then continue on through December. So keep that in mind. I believe also Katy Perry, kind of tying back to Maroon 5, is going to be doing New Year's Eve shows over at Resorts World. Okay, yeah, that would be... I think a lot of I think a lot of people have even said, I've seen online that they bought their tickets for that already and are looking forward to that. Speaking of Resorts World, Zook Nightclub is now officially open, by the way. They kicked off... It's the, like, kind of the first strip side, and I mean, like, really up against the strip nightclub with, you know, a view. We need to go over there still. We will be over there at some point and let you know what it looks like inside, but from the videos that I saw... On their Twitter account and other people going to the club, it looks absolutely gorgeous. So now that's open, and then we're just waiting for the theater. The spa's open, the nightclub's open, the resort is open. Now we just need the theater open, and then that property will, you know, be mostly complete. Yeah, and I think a couple other uh, restaurants are going to be opening up in the months to come as well. All right, what else? We went to Sushi Samba at the Venetian, which was a lot of fun. And we say, well, we didn't just, you know, go to Sushi Samba because it was a big occasion. They have unveiled this new tree bar. Okay, so we have to explain this. It's this beautiful tree with orange leaves, and it's a whole, like, bar and lounge. You kind of sit under the tree. They have a tree bar menu and then cocktails, and they unveiled that this week. We were there. Yeah, and it really is... uh a visually stunning atmosphere to be to be at the bar. The bar is almost in the round. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like kind of a big oval 
you would say. Right. Um, and there's seating all around the bar, and then there's lounge seating, you know, in the areas next to the bar with booths along along the back. Um, but all overhead, there is just this canopy of beautiful foliage that just takes you into a different world and it's almost like a, a little retreat just steps away from the <laughs> craziness of the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, it's really cool. I love when they just add new things to restaurants and lounges that have been there for a long time because Sushi Samba's been there for a very long time at the Venetian and you and I are going to an event tonight at Tao, which is also at the Venetian and that is celebrating 16 years. So the Jeez. Venetian has really had some staple restaurants, long-time restaurants on their properties. That's right. And a lot of people, they think of Tao and they're like, oh, the nightclub. Well, there's a great restaurant inside Tao as so well. Good. It's a restaurant and nightclub. So you can make a whole a whole evening and night out of the out of going to Tao. You can. And you and I are going to the big anniversary dinner tonight. So we'll talk about it on uh, our next podcast and let you know what comes up there. I'm sure it's a, it'll be a night to remember. It's always exciting when they have anniversary parties. They it do is. it right. They do it right. Yeah, they really do. So uh, we'll talk about that next week. Uh, but in the meantime, go check out Sushi Samba uh, up in the Grand Canal shops over at the Venetian. And a couple notable people that attended the Sushi Samba celebration, Erica Jane was there. Yeah, from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You may know her from her music career, or you may know her from the scandal, the divorce scandal, and all the other stuff surrounding it, you know, with her and her her husband. But drama. Yeah, she's been on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for several seasons now, but it was great to see her. She looked beautiful and in hot pink. She did, and I know the PR team that worked with her just kept telling us how nice she was, what a great person she was to work with so they really enjoyed having her there and all night uh she was taking you know selfies and doing snapchats and instagrams and just chatting with people at the party so she was there to really you know have a good time with everybody and not just sit in a little sequestered area by herself right yeah she was she was part of the party man she was with the people (laughs) also samantha ronson was the dj that night and uh, you know just a little background on samantha her brother is mark ronson who is you probably know as a record producer i would say he's worked with duran duran amy winehouse adele lady gaga you know miley cyrus bruno mars he did uptown funk with bruno mars huge like one of the biggest songs that that bruno has had so Mark Ronson, huge deal in the music industry, but so is his sister, Samantha, who really entered the DJ scene when there were very few female DJs out there. So true. I mean, now there are a lot, you know, and we see it more and more, but she really was, you're right, one of the very few. And she used to visit Las Vegas all the time, do some sets here. We've seen her at the Video Music Awards and the Billboard Music Awards, and we hadn't seen her in a while. So we were excited. There was an orange carpet, and Samantha was there, and we thought, let's get Samantha and let's chat with her about what she's been up to and what she thinks of this whole new kind of like evolution of the DJ. One of those years, I think maybe my brother was doing the music, and uh, it was, I mean, God, I remember getting here, and I was with, I think, the Maroon 5 guys, and we were all hanging out, and and they're like, come on, let's start gambling, and so we were gambling a little bit, we were, like, it was morning, we were sober, (laughs) and, like, the woman next to us had been up since the night before, and we were just like, these are legends, like, this woman is, like, we're like, 
She had no idea that they were Maroon 5. She was so drunk. It was the perfect thing. I think that was at the Hard Rock. Yeah, the Hard Rock, the Palms. I mean, those were the days. I mean, and so you have seen such an evolution of what Las Vegas is, as we have. Um, How has music kind of changed and helped evolve with the city, do you think? It's funny because, you know, when I started DJing, like, open format wasn't really the popular thing. So it would have been unheard of for somebody like me or my brother to DJ in Vegas because Vegas was just like uns music and like techno house whatever and so when they started when we all kind of got like welcomed into Vegas it was like oh this is like a new world this is like I can imagine from like the Rat Pack days to like the uns days to like the hip hop days to like kind of the it, it is now, there's something for, I'm sure there was always something for everyone, it's Vegas, but now musically, it's so, it, it's just so wide open, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's interesting because Sean and I were at something the other day for work and there was a DJ, we were like, you know, we really like this vibe. Your job is to kind of feel the vibe of the room, right? I mean, I know you probably come with a list in your head. No, 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 no. Like, I feel like that's kind of what I'm best at is playing for the room that's in front of me. So having to be on Twitch for the last year and a half has been an absolute nightmare because you don't know who's you don't know who's listening. So I don't know who's playing. Like, oh, people just left the room. I was at the song I played, or was dinner ready? You know, you just like have no concept. So like, it's so. I've only done one other party since in June since COVID. You know, in the last eighteen months, and to have people in front of you dancing is just such an incredible feeling and it's just always been what I did with I'm like I call myself like DJ codependent like I'm like I'm not having fun if the room isn't having right. fun like I'm a people pleaser so yeah. that's kind of like I'll play for obviously I'll play the hits but you know it depends on what these people think are the hits right. sure. well so having said that um, and I don't mean this in uh, uh, a bad way at all but do you think that DJs aren't appreciated enough for the art that you bring to creating a vibe and to creating a mood and a feeling. I think we're definitely appreciated. I think there's DJs that come and go, and then there's DJs that are around for a while. And I think, you know, there's like, I've been doing this for 20 years, and I never thought this would be something that would be a career. I thought this was just like a way to have fun and like hang out with my friends and not have to talk to anybody. You know, I like that. I have like such social anxiety. I would just hide in the DJ booth anyway. So now I was getting paid to do it and free drinks. So I think DJs are, are well, we're, we're, we're well compensated. And I think we're appreciated by, I'm a, I know I'm appreciated by the people that it matters to me. You know, this is a, I did a party for Sushi Saba when they opened in London. So I feel like I must have done a good enough job that they had me here. That's so true. That's true. I mean, listen, you're great. We were excited to see that you were on the list. We were like, oh, my God, Samantha, yay. But, I mean, as far as DJing, too, it's become such a thing where now there's, like, headlining DJs. I mean, does that make you feel good as far as over the last 15 years? I mean, really, I feel like the profile of a DJ has come up as almost being needed to make an event successful. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's some people who are famously anti-DJs, you know, and in this town even. And then there's other people that know that, listen, 
it's Vegas. You're probably going to go to the club in your hotel because it's free, right? But at the end of the day, like how that room stays, whether or not they stay or not, is 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 the difference of what a DJ does. Do you have any upcoming dates? Where can we follow you? Where can we see you? A Vegas, LA, anywhere close to here? Flying to New York tomorrow. Um, I'm doing some stuff. And they're all like private events right now because there's not really any like club clubs going, but you can see me on Twitch. And everybody can go there. Yes, everybody. That's been the greatest thing about it, actually, is that all these people who would never get to hear me play, either because they're like 11 or 80, or in Argentina or South Africa or wherever they are, they all get to like meet in this little room and like type and, yes. and hang out and listen to music. And, and so having people from all around the world, from all different demographics, joining you on Twitch, has there been any kind of request that is where you've just been kind of taken back? You're like, oh, wow, okay. I've always been kind of all over the place and kind of play all different stuff. Actually, it's been more like I do a, a sad songs set called Saturday. And I play just sad songs. And like, that's something that I never would get to do here. Nobody's paying me to play sad songs, you know? So it's been like, you know, there's that kind of thing. But but, but there's so much power to, those, to, that, to that music too. Yeah. I mean, apparently, I saw this on Uber Facts, so it might be a lie. But it said that uh, listening to sad, sad music can help cure depression. So you know, I'm just out here curing depression. Yeah. Just what I'm doing. Right. Listen, we're happy to see you here in Las Vegas. We love it. Thank you so much. We thank love you. getting a chance to talk to you. No, of course. Thank you. It's, it's fun to be here. Let me tell you, Samantha Ronson is so down to earth and so cool. And you could tell how excited she was just to be there and to be playing music for actual real people. You, you heard that she's been doing it on Twitch. Yeah. But to see actual live people, she was super stoked about it. I know. I was looking at one of her Insta stories after, and she was packing. She said, I haven't packed for anything in a while, <laughs> you know, because she came in, flew in. So kind of funny, but great to catch up with her. And you can find her on Instagram, and you can find her on Twitter, and she's always updating everyone on what she's up to. And also her sets on Twitch, if you're into that. All right, let's do some tips. And this one, Sean, I had actually never heard of before, but apparently I've been living under a rock because it's been shattering records with a 20-year off-Broadway run. And I'm talking about a new show that's here in Vegas, new to Vegas, called Naked Boys Singing. And it's over at the Jewel Box Theater, which is inside the Erotic Heritage Museum here in Las Vegas. So this is off the strip, but still kind of close. And I was like, oh, it must just be the name. They're not really naked. But as I read further, because I haven't gone to the show yet, they are without clothes during the show. They're naked. They're naked. They are literally naked boys singing (laughs) up there on stage. And actually a version of this show did come through Vegas Several years ago, there was a a little store over in Commercial Center, which is off of East Sahara, um, and there was kind of a little like sex shop that had a theater in the back. I remember and that. Yeah. There was a version of this show that played there. I went to see that. God, I don't even know how many years ago. Mm-hmm. But this is the first extended run of the show that we've had here in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's going to be running for 11 weeks. So they're calling it a residency. It's it's a slew of shows. And 
apparently it's a hit if it had a 20-year run off Broadway. I know it was a, a big hit in New York City. So, you know, we've had Broadway shows that have come to Las Vegas. We've had, you know, Cirque shows that have come from Vegas to New York City. So it's a very symbiotic relationship. So, you know, well done. Congratulations to the cast and crew of Naked Boys Singing over at the Erotic Heritage Museum. Hopefully this will be a a good long run of shows. Right. And just to give you a little bit more color, I'm just going to read what they put in the press release to kind of explain what it is. But it is a high camp musical theater featuring a cast of five handsome boys with gorgeous voices, hilarious comedic timing and no clothing. So that pretty much sums it up. And they did send out pictures to go along with, not naked pictures, but you can see the guys' faces and they are all, it's a very handsome cast. It is. So if you're looking for something different in Vegas, we've got it all. Naked boy singing, now running. Uh, I want to do a follow-up to something that we mentioned last week on Vegas Revealed. We were talking about parking over at, I know, big shocker, we were talking about parking. Um, but it was when we were leaving the Miracle Mile shops over at Planet Hollywood, where paid parking is relatively new. Um, we were talking about uh, the paid parking policy at Caesars Entertainment Properties, of which Planet Hollywood is one. Um, by the time we recorded, we had not heard back from Caesars. However, in the meantime, we have. And so here is this big sitch on parking at Caesars Entertainment Properties. It will remain free. You get free parking if you are a registered hotel guest, a Caesars Rewards loyalty member, if you are platinum or above. Uh, Parking for Nevada residents with an ID will be complimentary for the first three hours, but parking rates do apply if you exceed that three-hour window. Then when you and I were at the Miracle Mile shops for this sugar factory opening, that's where we parked, we realized Miracle Mile shops is not part of that, okay? Even though it's inside a Caesars property. We did the call button, and he said, no, we don't have the Nevada ID locals park free deal here. It's always been that way because we were trying to scan our license and it wasn't working. And then there was a special event there one night. We had to pay 20 bucks, and then I think it was for Pitbull, and then... The other night we paid $12. Yeah. So that was also specified in the response from Caesars Entertainment. They said that the Miracle Mile Shops parking garage at Planet Hollywood is subject to its own parking rates. So keep that in mind. That does not fall in line with the parking policy at other Caesars Entertainment properties. By the way, over at the Rio, parking is still free. Okay. Got it. Hey, we got a tip in from one of our listeners, Brian, who says, you know, along your parking conversations that you're always having, FYI, if you are a veteran, both Caesars and MGM offer upgraded players cards that offer free parking. So he said a lot of people don't know that. A lot of veterans don't know about the perk. So it could be a really good tip. So we wanted to make sure that we shared that as well. And and be sure to mention that if you are uh, an active duty or retired uh, armed services member, be sure to mention that 
at attractions, at restaurants, because a lot of times there are discounts. The same goes for uh, teachers and uh, some public servants too. So just keep that in mind as you're navigating things, buying tickets, going to attractions. Um, There are discounts out there. There are. And it's interesting that you say that. My parents had to do a sudden trip to Cleveland and needed like a hotel that had some room and was close to where my brother lives. And they asked anyone in your family in the military and she thought well my husband was in the army so they got a huge discount which was great because it was a last minute thing that they needed to go there for and I thought wow we don't often say dad was in the military for discounts but maybe we should do that more often he served and but you're right it's something that people don't think about and if you mention it more there are a lot of discounts for all sorts of stuff and even if you are a senior citizen Mm -hmm. or if you are a triple a member right especially on travel related things there are a lot of discounts for triple a members so just keep that in mind as you're making your vegas plans always ask if there are discounts that apply to you I think two really good tips, you know, naked boys and parking. (laughs) That about sums it up today for our podcast. Lots of tips in naked boys. Oh my goodness. Well, listen, we have a lot of work to do and we're going again to the Tau anniversary tonight. We are going to see Derek Huff at the Venetian. He is kicking off his brand new show. Can't wait. And congratulations to Derek, who just won another Emmy. And we are also going to the AFAN Black and White Ball, which is always a big event here in Las Vegas. That's at the Virgin Hotels this year. Supports AFAN. People wear their best black and white, and it's always uh, outrageous stuff going on around you and fun food and drink. Yeah, big event to support people uh, living with HIV and AIDS. So uh, always a great turnout, lots of support for the community. And then I think we also have the Miami Dolphins in town here to play the Raiders this weekend. So another big home game here in town as well. So listen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for hanging with us. Hello, UK. Get ready. Book your flight. We look forward to seeing you here in Las Vegas come November and on. And we hope that you hear this very soon. On behalf of the flight crew, thank you for flying with us and have a pleasant day. Let's go to Vegas, we'll stay up all night. Let's go to Vegas, baby.